This is episode 450 of the Prepper Website Podcast. Hey everyone, this is Todd Sepulveda, and this is a bonus episode of the podcast. Hey, I said on the last episode that I was going to take a break for Thanksgiving, and I am doing that, but I wanted to share with you an episode with Gay Levy of strategiclivingblog.com. I did this interview with her on our Facebook Live. Now, I got to tell you here, those of you that are like, just love perfect quality, sound quality, you're going to have a little bit of an issue with this one. Now, part of it was my inexperience in the interview. I didn't realize that my microphone was picking up so much, not only you know what I was saying, but it was picking up what she was saying and also picking up uh, actually typing on my keyboard. So there's this one, uh, there's, there's one time at the very beginning of the, of the interview where I'm typing away because I'm answering some questions, people that are that are asking questions on Facebook. And uh, so my keyboard is just so darn loud and it picks up all of that. And then at the same time, I didn't realize I didn't have my audio down. So there's a little bit of a delay. And so she's talking, it's talking, you know, the what I've said, the introduction, all that kind of stuff is talking over over her. Now, I cleaned up the audio a lot and I think it, it sounds a thousand times better than the actual video. So I'm hoping that you will grab a lot of value from this because she she shared some really great information about essential oils. So if you can weather it, I, I was listening to it and I think the audio for me, because I'm interested in essential oils, I think that I I would be fine listening to this. And I listened to it with my with my headphones on and actually without the headphones, and it actually sounded better without the headphones. But, you know, I did a lot of cleanup on it and did all the, the, the things that I normally don't do to, to bring up the sound quality for you. So, um, you know, it's some lessons learned for me as I do some interviews. Um, the last interview that I did on Facebook, uh, I, I've learned my lesson, although I didn't realize how prevalent even typing was on here. So uh, I've uh, changed some things. I'll change some things in the way that I do interviews here in the future. But uh, I, I wanted to drop this information here to you, this interview. And so again, you might find that you know, Todd, I can't, I can't do it. I can't get past the, uh, you know, some of the sound issues. Um, you know, when 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 I talk, it's pretty clear. When she comes in, sometimes it's not, but it does get better as the uh, as the episode goes. So I don't know. Let me know what you think uh, about the episode. Again, the the information I think is very positive and uh, a lot of great information as far as essential oils goes. And uh, I always appreciate Gay and all the everything that she does for the preparedness community. So I'm going to go ahead and shut up and I'm going to go ahead and start this interview. And so I hope that you enjoy it. Thanks. So Gay, I have known you for a very, very long time. We have been, uh, since I've been running Prepper Website, I have been linking to your articles. I think I've linked to almost every article that you have written that wasn't a review, that wasn't a book review, because I, I don't do that normally for, for anybody. But I think I've linked to every single article. And then you went and you retired on me. So that's great. I'm glad you've been able to do that. But what has been, what's retirement been like for you? Well, it's been a learning experience in and of itself. For someone who has worked and mostly been self-employed my entire working career, the shock Formally of waking up in the morning. But I think I've every single article. 
you know, that took a long time to get used to it. But overall, I'm loving my new life. I'm um, doing some volunteer work as a dancer, performing at senior centers around the area. I get to sleep in. I get to do what I want to do. I still dabble online with my current website, Strategic Living Blog. And uh, I guess my new job is to have fun 24 by 7. That's, that's awesome. You deserve it, right? You deserve it. <laughs> so it, it's fun to see those, uh, you know, all those pictures that you share about you know, that you're dancing and, and you're dressing up. I think those are great. Uh, you're having a great time. At the same time, you're still putting out content out there at strategiclivingblog.com. And so uh, we greatly appreciate it. One of the things that you are known for, and I know you don't consider yourself a guru, but uh, one of the things you're known for is essential oils. Now, i got to tell this this funny story just really quickly. I don't know if I've told you this one before, but uh, we were at church and I have people at church that believe in essential oils and, uh, you know, some they do their own, they make their own and all that good stuff. One, one of my parishioners was talking about uh, a salve that helped with blood pressure. Well, I was like, all right, well, you know, let me know which one it is so I can share it on my website because I'd love to be able to share that. And then she, she sent me the email and it was Backdoor Survival's, it was a Backdoor Survival article. And I'm like, I know that I linked to this at some point, but I just, I linked to so many, I couldn't even remember it. But it was so, it was funny that she, she was like, this is a Backdoor Survival article. And I'm like, man, I know that I've linked to that one before. So uh, that was funny that that has gone full circle, at least for me. So I'm gonna I'm not gonna talk anymore because I want to shut up because I hate when people interview others and they talk so much and and really everyone is here to see you so you know, share with us about essential oils I know that you're gonna do that for now and when SHTF so take it away. Okay, where do I start? I've been using essential oils since 1989 when I was introduced to them by a massage therapist. Um, during my boating days, we were on vacation, we had a massage, and the therapist brought these scents out and said, do you mind if I use essential oils? So long story short, before they became mainstream, I started studying essential oils and buying them, you know, one by one, and I'm experimenting, and like most people, I started with lavender, um, used it as an antiseptic, used it to help me sleep, and I guess the world of essential oils for me exploded from there. When I first talk about essential oils to people who are interested in learning more, I'd like to break the essential oils down into three major categories. And there's subcategories under each that I'll explain, but um, let me lay those out. The first is first aid, and this would include a replacement for all those over-the-counter remedies that you spend lots of money on and they never work. Um, over-the-counter rem remedies, lotions, potions, skincare products, I lump all of that into first aid. The second category, which is really, really important for prepper types and those that are concerned about staying excuse me, healthy for the long term, is immunity support. And that involves all of those things you need to do 
to ensure that you don't get flu, you don't get colds from people, you don't, um, well, you don't, you do maintain a toxic free environment in your home and in your workplace if you can. And in that category, not only do I include in immunity support blend of essential oils, but also do yourself cleaning products and also household products such as laundry soap. Um, oh, everything along those types of things. The things you use to take care of your house. And then finally, the last category um, represents essential oil used as an alternative to traditional medicine. I guess this may be the more esoteric, more complicated category because everyone is going to have different ailments and they're going to have different needs in terms of the medications that they want to replace using a more natural solution in the way of essential oils. So in my case, um, the alternative medicine or the alternative use of essential oils to replace traditional medicines would be the blood pressure sap that we talked about. And also, because I'm not a young chick anymore, um, joint and muscle pain. And let me tell you, let me warn anyone approaching retirement. It, it, you can make yourself more comfortable, but this arthritis that we all know about, <laughs> it never goes away. And um, so if you can use essential oils rather than some of those very, very strong pharmaceuticals that are out there, to control the uncomfortable feeling you get, then by all means, that's the way to go. There's all kinds of formulas and remedies you can use to, as an alternative to traditional medicine. Um, digestive age, that's digestive aids, that's a real, real big one. You know, something to take care of the heartburn or the gas and that sort of thing. So, you know, it's kind of an, a to Z type of thing. I do not promote essential oils as a cure for cancer. I'll leave that to someone else who is a medical professional and has real first-hand experience with that sort of thing. I think that gets into a little woo-woo for me personally because I don't. I I just I'm not a healthcare professional, so I'm not going to promote that sort of thing. So those are the categories. I use essential oils in all three of those areas, and for those of you that have been following me for a lot of years, you will know that if you look at the myriad of articles I've written, those are the things I write about when it comes to essential oils. Awesome. Well, the the whole um, joint pain thing, I mean, you know, I'm a little bit younger than you, but hey, I'm feeling that one too. So that that's great. What I love about your articles is you're, you break things down very easy so people can understand them and people can follow along and do exactly what you know you've done and so you make it very easy so let's go ahead and I'm just gonna let you continue talking about those uh, those categories and, and just let you keep talking about how we can use those as those of us who are preppers self-reliant how we can start to apply them in our lives okay well, I think the number one question that people have is what are the essential oils I need to have in my kit? And it would be very easy for me to tell the truth and say I probably have 
maybe 30, 40, 50 different oils. But at the, the end of the day, there's probably no more than 20 I use on a regular basis. And of those 20, six fall into that alternative to traditional medicine category, and they're very specific to me. So really, I would say that anyone and everyone could have an effective essential oil arsenal with just five oils and a couple of blends. And let me tell you what those are. The oils are lavender, rosemary, peppermint, melaleuca, which is also known as tea tree. So I'll call it tea tree because most people will know it by that name, and oregano. And lavender is, I'm not going to say it's a mild oil because it's very potent, but it's pleasing to smell. It's an antiseptic. It is calming. It is healing in terms of, you know, cuts and scrapes and that sort of thing. And it's an anti-inflammatory. It is considered the Swiss Army knife. I think that's what's called Swiss Army knife of essential oils. And as with the rest on this list, you can purchase a small bottle. This is this here is not lavender, but this is a little bottle. It's called five milliliters. It might last someone six months to a year. You can buy this for six dollars from a quality brand. And it's just gonna last you and um, you know, if you have nothing else available, this is what I carry in my car, for example. Automobile, I'm always like, peppermint are the next two on my list. The combination of lavender, rosemary, and peppermint are the three oils in equal quantities that are put into what everyone knows as my miracle healing sap. And that is a go to replacement for almost any over-the-counter topical first aid product you would want to buy in the drugstore. It's also used as a cuticle cream. You can use it um, as a massage oil. It's good for aches and pains. Um, it just pretty much is an all-purpose, everything combination of oils that you can um, Put together, make it up into a salve, keep it in your bathroom, medicine cabinet, carry some with you, put it in your desk drawer, and you can use it for almost everything. So that is why um, I always recommend that someone include those three oils. Peppermint. Let's talk about peppermint as a special case. Peppermint is going to be one of your top oils um, to use as a bug repellent in your home. Here in Arizona, we have scorpions. That's one thing that we didn't have in Washington State. I don't like scorpions very much. <laughs> but what people here do is they take, well, people in the Nogi, they'll take a cotton ball, a little cotton ball, and put three or four drops of peppermint on the cotton ball and scatter them in their cupboards and around you know, their baseboards and in their closets and in their drawers. And this tends to repel the scorpions and other little bugs that you tend to have in a hot and humid climate. Uh, tea tree oil is an antiseptic. 
and it will, it is antimicrobial, it'll kill uh, bacteria, mm -hmm. which makes it ideal as a wound healer. You add some tea tree oil to the miracle salve, and remember that's lavender, rosemary, peppermint, and you pretty much have a replacement for Neosporin. And how cool is that? that that's cool. <laughs> and finally, oregano. Oregano is nature's antibiotic, and it too is germ-fighting, um, but it keeps things up a notch from tea trio. As a matter of fact, it is so powerful that you can't take a dab and put it on your skin directly because it'll burn your skin. Mm. That said, if you have, um, let's say, a tooth abscess or some pain in your mouth, you could take a tablespoonful of coconut oil, add one or two drops of oregano oil, and I won't say gargle, but kind of swish it around your mouth for mm. five or 10 minutes. Do that two or three times daily for three or four days, and your problem's gonna go away. And um, I have a personal story relating to that in that I had a root canal. And about a month later, I had severe pain. So my endodontist was on vacation. And so I went in, saw his partner, and he says, oh, you know, we have time on Monday, and he's going to have to redo the whole thing. Well, he was, I think, he's Indian. He was somewhere. And, um, I came in the following Monday, told him what I'd been doing with the oregano and the coconut oil, and all my pain was gone. And he did kind of like a hint, hint, wink, wink. I'm not supposed to tell you this, but in my world, oregano is an antibiotic without all of the severe ramifications of antibiotic re resistance. Go home. You don't need another root canal. Save your money. Go have a glass of wine and you know, go back to your essential oils. So oregano is something that, in my opinion, should be in everyone's stuff hits the pan kit. Because you just never know when you're going to have some sort of suspected problem. And of course, you don't want to take antibiotics indiscriminately, so why not try an essential oil for a few days? And if you start to find some relief, more power to you. Especially tooth pain, man. Now that, that is, I've had that before where I've had an abscess and that was very, very painful. So being able to, I mean, luckily we're in a time now where you can go to the dentist, you can go to doctors, you can have all that if you choose to do that. But yeah, you're right. If you were in a situation where there's no doctor, where there's no hospital, where there's no dentist, I mean, what are you going to do in an abscess and an infection? I mean, mine was pretty severe. I needed some strong antibiotics. You know, what are you going to do? You're going to allow that infection to go ahead and do you in when you can do something like what you're talking about. I mean, I think that's pretty powerful. Well, even in normal times, a root canal is about $1,800. <laughs> and you may need a crown after that, which is probably another seven or eight hundred dollars. So think about having an opportunity to resolve the issue yourself and take that money and buy other preps. 
Makes sense to me. Big savings, definitely. All right, so here, here's the thing. I mean, we always talk about expiration dates in the preparedness community. Do essential oils, do they expire? You know, there's some controversy around that. Um, I've been told that the citrus oils do deteriorate over time. I don't use citrus oils too much. I like to use wild orange in my diffusers, my diffuser blends. But I'm good. I date everything. Um, just like my food storage, I date the day it arrives in my home. I am still opening bottles of essential oil from 2012 and they are fine. Now granted, they were stored in a relatively cool climate in Washington State for a number of years, but I've been in Arizona now almost three years, and because I'm always really thrifty, I keep my home between 80 and 85 degrees um, with the AC. And I am not experiencing any issues with my oils. I think more important is that you do find a spot where you can keep them where it's cool and dark. Well, one thing I wanted to tell you, um, especially right now, because there's a lot of fake oils out there, that's another subject. Your oils, wherever you buy them, should come in dark bottles, typically a dark amber or a cobalt blue. And that's going to say, that's going to be the dark part. Um, where you really, really have a problem with oils, in my opinion, is not with your stored oils, but once they're open, especially if you put a drop on, what do you call Dropper, like a medicine dropper top on them. Yep. There's a chance that the oil will escape up through the top into the air and the air come back in as well. And they may deteriorate if that happens. I only had one that happened with one oil and it was myrrh. And um, I haven't used it very much, but apparently that product is known to crystallize and that's exactly what happened to me. So I, you know, your mileage may vary. I had really, really good luck storing oils and those five oils I just mentioned I probably have six bottles of each in my backstop. My backstop. In addition, I have two blends, and I don't want to forget about telling you about blends. There are two blends that I keep for emergency purposes, for a disruptive event, for you know the world turning upside down. One is an immunity or protective brand blend. Some of you may know that as Thieves or thieves like oil. I happen to use products from Spark Naturals and I use their product called Shield. One of the latest posts I put up on my site was a DIY how instead of buying a proprietary blend, you can make it yourself. Mm -hmm. And that's always an option, although I ran the numbers, and unless you happen to own all of the five oils in that blend to begin with, it's much more cost-effective by blend. Like I said, I am sure that any reputable essential oil company will have their own version. The other oil blend that I use is a digestive blend. And I touched upon this earlier. I don't get heartburn very often, but I sometimes I get gassy and bloated and I'm uncomfortable. And or I'll eat some green onions or something and I'll start burping a lot. <laughs> 
Awesome. Okay, well, there, there's two things that you've kind of mentioned. Um, first of all, and I don't know if you feel comfortable talking about this or not, but you know there are different kinds of essential oil brands out there, um, and we might not want to talk about you know any whatever. We might not want to talk negatively about any brands. But are there some that you would recommend that if someone was getting into essential oils that they would go and for sure that you're not going to go wrong? Because I know, you know, I, I mentioned this before that, you know, my local grocery store, we have like a superstore, you know, and they have a bunch of different things and uh, they have a little section for healthcare and organic stuff and, and they have some essential oils there. Uh, but I, some of those brands I've never heard of. They have just like a big selection of different brands. So if I was getting into essential oils for the very first time, what brands would you suggest? What would you recommend? Okay. Well, obviously Spark Naturals because I use them and I know the owner and I know their um, head of customer service and all of my followers who have bought from them really like them. But there's a lot of good alternatives. And a good alternative is something, another company that has their own site and also sells on Amazon is Plant Therapy. Um, another one that is well-priced um, along the lines of Plant Therapy and Spark Naturals with Eden's Garden, they have a huge, huge assortment of, uh, they have had hundreds. They also have a very, very good site in terms of what they do to try to educate you about essential oils. Now, I'm pretty sure that all three of those companies offer free shipping when you buy direct, regardless of the size of the order. And I'm talking about in the U.S. I don't know about outside the U.S. And all three do also sell on Amazon.com. The two big names in essential oils, the two big pioneering companies, that have really good quality oils are Deterra and Young Living. But you're going to pay a premium for those oils. They're sold through independent distributors and they're what's called a multi-level marketing company. So the higher up the plateau, the more people you have under you and everyone gets cut. They also have required minimum orders unless you want to pay a lot more than someone else might pay. I don't really like that. I think like, I think it's like a pair of shoes. You walk into the restaurant to buy a pair of shoes and everyone pays the same thing unless it's on sale and everyone pays the same sale price. So I just personally I I have the space for that and as a result I don't use those two brands. There's other, one other brand that I want to mention. This is a brand I use. They are sold, sold in drug stores, um, Whole Foods, and some uh, locations like that. They're not, in my opinion, as potent 
but they are 100% pure and they are good at oils. I use them in my cleaning products. The company's called Now Foods. They're very, very budget friendly. But uh, would I use them for healing and wellness? No, uh, I don't think I would. I, I just, you know, it's just a thing with me. But I'll use them in my diffuser all day long. And as I practice making diffuser blends, I'll usually pull out my now oils because they're very, very budget friendly. Two things that I want to point out. How do you know if your oil is good? I am not a chemist. I don't do my own testing. There are some testing sites. Any of the companies that I've just talked about, if you give them a call, they will provide you with tests on their current batches of oils, and those tests will be oil specific. But if you don't want to go to that far, like I said, this is a five milliliter bottle. Depending on the oil for this little bottle, you can expect to pay, let's say, six or seven dollars up to even $25 or $30 for something like frankincense or um, maybe chrysum or something really expensive, which you notice it's not on my desk. For that same $6 to $10, if you're on Amazon and you're going to get a bottle this big, you can bet that's going to be a fake oil. <laughs> and here's the other thing. Um, you may see a whole bunch of positive reviews for that oil on Amazon. Well, there's a website, I wish I had the URL right now, it's called Fake or Not, or Is It Fake? You can um, type in the name of the product or give it the Amazon link, and they it'll take a couple minutes, but they'll run a little analysis of all of the thousands of comments for that product and grade that product as to whether they think the reviews are real or fake. Now, I know Amazon is trying do a good job of taking down fake reviews. And you know, just to know how this analysis works, look for similar wording and let's say 300 different reviews have exactly the same wording. They will take those and mark those in F. And that's exactly the same way Amazon is trying to crack down on the fake reviews when it comes to essential oils. But then there's one other thing I want to tell you about. Take your bottle of oil and smell it. It should smell good. It should smell clean and fresh. And, you know, you may not like the scent because maybe you don't prefer lemon or you don't like peppermint or you don't, some people don't like lavender, but it still should smell good. I once bought one of those great big bottles on Amazon just to see what it was. It was a bottle of lavender. And it's now, they're now being sued because, for false advertising because they're now considered totally fake. It smelled like paint thinner. If you get oil like that, even from one of the main companies, a good company is going to replace it for you. And of course, if you get one of those from Amazon, just take advantage of their return policy and they'll refund your money. So two things, price, if it's too good to be true, it probably is a fake, and two, it should smell good. Awesome, a lot of great information. So let me ask you a question. You've talked a little bit about um, 
you know, using essential oils like, you know, with the coconut oil and the oregano and blends and different things like that. How would someone other than a cut like you were referencing lavender and in those, how would someone use essential oils on their body? Let's just say other than a, a muscle rub or something like that, that you would put it on the joints. How would you utilize that? So are you referring to like a first aid product or a skincare? I guess you're, you're asking me that question. Well, first of all, if you're going to put it on your body just, you know, because you want to feel good and, you know, maybe you have some dry skin and you want to resolve that, what you're going to want to do is dilute that essential oil and a common dilution rate would be 2 to 5%. Now, what does that mean? Well, 2% would be 12 drops, 12 drops per ounce. 5% would be 30 drops per ounce. If you really, really had something severe and wanted to kick it out, you could take it to 10%, but I certainly would try the 2 to 5% first. And although I don't use commercial lotions or creams, you could just take your, the hand cream that you use all the time, measure out an ounce, add, you know, your five drops and um, your 12 drops, rather, and try that. Um, aloe vera gel is a great carrier. And by the way, what we're talking about here is carrier oil. So you have your oil and you have your carrier. Your carrier could be an over-the-counter lotion, it could be something you make yourself, it could be a stab, and the base stab that I recommend is made with coconut oil, olive oil, and some beetroot pellets to give it some su substance. Another great carrier oil that's really, really easy to make is coconut oil and aloe vera gel. The nice thing about that combination, let's say a 50-50 combination that you mix up with a little whisk, is you don't have to cook it, cook it to melt the beeswax to make it thick. So that's an option. Um, I didn't talk about allergies because I don't have allergies, but a lot of people do. And what they will do is take lavender and peppermint, put it in what's called a roller ball, which is like a little... 10 milliliter vessel with a ball on top. They'll add their drops of oil and then top it off with, again, a carrier oil. Most people would use um, liquid coconut oil. You could use olive oil. Personally, I don't think that's a very elegant solution, but you could use sweet almond oil. There's an oil called jojoba oil. There's all kinds of oils. And um, while I'm mentioning carrier oils, if you do want to buy a liquid carrier oil online, uh, I only use one brand, all right? I use one brand almost 90% of the time, and that is Plant Therapy. And you can buy that brand directly from your site or from Amazon.com, free shipping. Very reasonably priced and really a quality oil, carrier oil for your essential oils. So plant therapy, that it's that's the the essential oil. I mean, I'm sorry, the carrier oil. Is there another, you know, um, that's the brand. Is there is that the oil itself? No, no. Uh, plant therapy is a brand of essential oils, and then to support their essential oil business, they sell 
what I'm calling carrier oils. So carrier oil could be sweet almond oil. It could be uh, what's called fractionated coconut oil. And that is coconut oil that's been treated with heat so that it will remain liquid at all times. It's not for internal use. You can't cope with it. Um, extra virgin olive oil is a carrier oil, but again, it's not real elegant to put on your skin plain. Um, jojoba oil is another wonderful carrier oil. It mimics the sebum in your natural skin and also has an extremely long shelf life. And so it's a beautiful golden oil. For skincare, skincare products, there's something called rosehip seed oil. It's a more pricey oil, but it's a wonderful nourishing anti-aging oil for your skin. And again, using those dilution rates, which I have some on my website, but di the dilution rates, let's say 2%, 12 drops of your essential oil or combination of oils per one ounce and mix it up with some rosehip oil and your skin is going to start to look really radiant. There's more, there's more carrier oils than I have used, ever used myself. So I can only really talk about those that I've used and like, and those are my favorites. All right. Well, you know, you've talked a lot about the, the blends and all that kind of stuff. You did mention diffusing and I noticed your diffuser back there in the back. So can you tell us a little bit about why someone would want to diffuse? Is it just to, to smell, make our house smell nice or our room smell nice? Is there any benefit to it? Well, there is that. You know, after all, they do call it aromatherapy, which has to do with smell. But um, you know, the diffuser will take your essential oils and break them down into teeny tiny little, I'm not a scientist, but they're teeny tiny little molecules that you will breathe. And in breathing these little tiny particles, you will be ingesting essential oils in a very safe and pleasant way. Even while you're sleeping, you can ingest essential oils through your nose by having a diffuser running. You can run essential oils through a diffuser for calming, for sleep, for anxiety, um, I like to take a combination that I make up, a combination that includes these oils that I these five oils, just five oils and blends I recommended and make what's called a cold and flu bomb. And this time of year, I take that blend of oils and I put them in the diffuser at night while I'm sleeping. If I feel like, you know, I'm getting a little sniffly and I just want to make sure that my immune system can fight the bugs that are out there this time of year. I'll, I'll run the diffuser at night. Um, my husband has trouble sleeping, so I make up a blend called Dream Blend. That's over on my website. It does include oils that are not in the top five, but it's a very, very effective way to get to sleep and stay asleep. I run my diffusers. I have, maybe in this house, I probably have six different diffusers. And I use them for different things. They're also really something I mentioned earlier, those oils from Now Foods. I make up a blend that is kind of a disinfecting blend for weird household odors. We all have them, especially if you're living in an air-conditioned home and your windows are 
um, it has to get very, very scale. So a lot of times, the first thing in the morning, I will run um, this healthy home blend, I think is what I call it. I call it something like that. But again, the diffuser will not only make your house smell good, but it will also be antimicrobial. It'll get rid of the bacteria that are lingering in your home. What I'm what I'm diffusing tonight is something called I call it. This is my own name. I call it Rise and Shine Sunshine because it gets me up in the morning. But it's also really good at bringing clarity of thought and clear thinking. So I thought I need that tonight. And it's. 12 drops of orange, 12 drops of rosemary, and 8 drops of peppermint. And that's what I'm diffusing tonight. Awesome. All right. Well, you said the cold and flu balm, and you said the dream the dream blend. Mm-hmm. And uh, and those are on, the the blends are on your website? We, so the if anybody wants to go. Well, I need to do a better job of getting some of my older factor survival essential oil articles updated to current times and out on my current site. I will make a note here to get the cold and flu bomb. Well, I I think that the cold and flu, you know, that really spoke to me because, you know, my wife has the sniffles uh, the last couple of days and we are going in, you know, people know that I work in education. So uh, this morning, as my son was going out to, to school, I reminded him, be careful what you're touching, wash your hands. If you can't wash your hands, hit hit it with gel, uh, you know, all that good stuff. Don't touch your face, you know, with your hands, all that kind of stuff. So other than diffusing the, the cold and flu bomb, right? Are, are there any other things that we can do shield? If we were to put shield on, which uh, is Thieves, you know, Sparks Naturals version of Thieves. And I do diffuse shield at work when, when it gets to around this time. Um, what else can we do for that? You know, I, I know we're not doctors. We're not saying anything. Just what kinds of things can we do just to maybe help uh, give us an, a, an advantage so that we don't, uh, you know, get the get the cold and flu nasties if we can. Well, you can mix, and I, I'm sorry, I, I have to go to my little recipe cards every time I make up the blends. But um, the cold and flu bomb includes, I believe, in addition to shield or, or the immunity blend, it includes, I think, tea tree, lavender. Uh, there may be something else in there, but what I do is put it in a rollerball bottle top it with my carrier and we've already talked about carriers i can use um the the liquid coconut oil and drop the roller ball you know a little ball part on top and then in the morning and at night before i go to bed i run that along the bottoms of my feet or even better across your tummy now there's a lot let me let me just expand on that a little bit because 99 out of 100 websites will say, put these remedies on the balls of your feet. But now think about it. Your feet, you know, the balls of your feet are, the skin's very thick. So even though they say there's big pores there, they're gonna get absorbed. The oils are gonna get absorbed, but it's gonna take a while. And not only that, you're getting ready in the morning and you're going to put on your socks or your shoes and 
where is some of that oil going? It's going in, inside of your shoes and socks. So after doing some research, um, I read that a better way would be to rub it on your tummy. And I have to tell you, it absorbs so quickly that now I'm recommending if you take one of these do-it-yourself remedies, whether it's the Miracle Healing Sap or the Cold and Flu Balm, which I promised to up my site in the next couple of weeks, rub it along your tummy. And I, I really think that is a better way to apply it. One other thing, when you take your shield, something I do, and I don't have a sample here to show you, is to take a little spray bottle. This would be great for your son. Take a little spray bottle. You can buy them like, I don't know, Black Beach or something at Walmart. And I'm talking about a little, you know, narrow like that. Put your shield, put some shield and top it with um, alcohol-free witch hazel. And after going to the restroom or being around sports equipment or opening doors or just sitting at a desk that you normally doesn't sit at, just get out a little squirt bottle, squirt it, do it on your hands. It's far better for you than a sanitizer gel. And it really smells kind of nice. It's not sticky. How many times have you used a hand sanitizer and you come out and your hands are just sticky, gross? The sanitizer is very sticky. So that's another use is to make up a little spray bottle of your essential oil topped with witch hazel. Witch hazel is a wonderful thing and it's very inexpensive yes. by Walmart. So how many how many drops of that of shield would you put in there and before you top it off? Ooh, and that little that would be a strong dilution. I would probably put in 15, 15 to 30. Okay. All right. Because I do have the the, the spray bottles. So mm -hmm. I I can make that up tonight actually. So that's good. Good to know. I carry that in my in my handbag, in my backpack, because you just never know. You just never know. Awesome. Awesome. All right. So um, tell us something else about essential oils that gets on your nerves that you hear out there that you haven't that you haven't um, that you haven't talked about already. Something that you just wish other people would just get. You know, it's so important that the, you wish that they would get. Well, you know that's a tough one, Tom. Todd, um, the the fake oils. The fake oils is really driving me crazy because people are going to buy them, use them, not get any results, and just throw them away, set them aside, and say this essential oil stuff is just snake oil by a bunch of crazy oilers. That's what they call it, oilers. Um, that drives me crazy. Um, I guess the other thing that drives me crazy is that a lot of people think they have to make a major investment and buy 20, 30, 40 different oils when the reality is they're never going to use some of them. There's so much overlap in oils that three different oils might do the same sort of thing. So you have to decide which one works best for you. And if you start with the lowest end, let's say lavender, and that is the job, why, why go spend money on a $20 oil that's going to accomplish the same thing? What else drives me crazy? I guess, ooh, I probably shouldn't say this, but it would be the doTERRA evangelist. Uh, I don't find 
I have found everyone that sells Young Living to be very interested in educating you and not at all pushy about selling you essential oils. But boy, these Deterra ladies. I post articles on my website and this has gone on since the back of survival days. They get out there and boy, they spam my comments with all of their links and why their oils are the best and all that kind of stuff. And you know what? There is no one best company, period. There's something for everyone. Everyone has a different budget. Everyone has different needs. Everyone has, you know, they want to buy online. They may want to go to a store. I mean, everyone is different. And it just, it drives me crazy to have someone say, these are the best oils and these are the only ones you should use. I, I think that's why it was so important for me to ask about, you know, which ones, what are the better ones out there? Because, um, you know, th there are several out there that are really great. And, of course, with people pinching pennies and you, you want to get the best deal. So that was great. So where would someone go other than your website to, to find great information about essential oils? Like if they wanted to research, because you can go on Google and you can you don't know where you're going right if you're kind of new to this and you're looking for blends or you're looking for how to do things you could get a lot of crazy stuff out there so are, are there some websites that you recommend or maybe a book that you recommend that um, that has good information for you know for people looking up essential oil information okay i i have a hard time recommending one website over another and that's probably because i've done this so long that i've become accustomed to kind of using my own intuition plus the advice from one or two books that i trust and so i i think i i can't really recommend another website there are plenty out there um if i can say anything about the websites you go to if they're just listing a bunch of stuff and they don't make it upfront and personal, move on. There's plenty of websites out there like mine that will talk about the oil. They will talk about how they use it. They may include a personal picture, they may not. That's kind of a personal thing. But if they start to talk about it and they say, this happened and it was good, this is how I used it, it was not so good, I have some recommended places to buy the oil, that's good or bad, I mean, everyone, online is entitled to make a buck now and then so i don't downplay a site because of that but if they make it personal if they tell their story and they're believable and you can connect with them then give their concoction their blend to try and see how it goes so that but book wise ah this book i don't know if you can see it it's called The Complete Book of Essential Oils and Aromatherapy by Valerie Ann Warwick. This is the second edition of this book. Back in 1989 or 90, I bought the first edition. And how did I become an essential oils advocate? My husband had tendinitis. So I looked up in the book and Valerie had a formula. This is going to surprise a lot of you. That formula was equal parts lavender, rosemary, and peppermint. 
He used it on his tendonitis. I mixed it at the time with sweet olive oil and it worked really, really well. So I started using it on little cuts and scrapes and we were boaters and we were always getting our arms shaved and we were always a mess. A couple of years later, my husband was having his first full knee replacement. So I, you know, I'm marching to the doctor and I say, okay, what's this scar going to be like? And he says, well, you're going to have a scar and you know, probably be there forever, but over years, it's going to go away. And I says, oh, well, I'm going to make up a blend of essential oils, and we're going to put on the scar a few times a day. Is that okay? You know, the old roll, roll the eyes. This is 1991 or 92, remember? And roll the eyes and said, okay, okay, okay. So I took the lavender, peppermint, and rosemary, I think I added to it, added it to an over-the-counter cream as well as to some sweet almond oil, and I dutifully rubbed it onto the scar. So a few weeks later, I decided to accompany my husband, Shelly, back to his doctor, and his doctor's looking at his knee, and he said, what was it your wife was using on your scar? <laughs> and turned turn him into a believer. So that is the story of how the Miracle Healing Sap got started. This book by Valerie Ann Warwood, and I looked up tendonitis and came up with this formula. These days when I have something and I'm trying to come up with a blend, I'll look it up in here, I'll look up the oils she recommends and kind of pick and choose you know, how many drops of this and how many drops of that will work for the problem I'm trying to solve. Um, I think I did something similar with a sinus infection. Someone I know had a sinus infection. So I kind of came up with a blend that I put together using this book and it resolved the problem. So I was happy about that. Awesome. I'm going to have to get that name from you or when I can write it down and uh, yeah, share that. Over on your Facebook page. Definitely, definitely. Okay. All right. Well, um, Peggy had a question uh, on the website or on the on the Facebook, and she asked, "What about oils to clean kitchen or bathrooms, like in SHTF situation? Uh, you know, lemon tea tree instead of commercial cleaners. What What would you say to her? Okay, I would say, don't wait for a stuff hits the fan situation. Start now." You want to remove those toxic chemicals, sorry, I had to say that, that are in over-the-counter cleaning products and start using your essential oils. Um, you want to do that now, you're going to save a ton of money, but more important, you're going to learn how to use them now before that's the only thing you have. I use my essential oils um with liquid castile soap. I, there's a couple brands out there. I happen to use Dr. Bronner's. And um, Dr. Bronner's has a dilution table. I think it's two tablespoons of liquid castile soap per 16-ounce spray bottle. I'll usually add 10 or 20 drops of um, shield. I use that a lot. I use Sometimes I use oregano. It depends on what's going on around the house. And um, use that spray cleaner for everything. So, yes, definitely. Start now. You can um, use some, uh, if you want to just experiment, take my recommendation. 
go buy some now foods oils. They're really inexpensive for a good size bottle. You won't be using your more expensive oils as you're learning to experiment to clean around the house using essential oils. I do not use a commercial toilet cleaner. I do not use a commercial window cleaner. In fact, for cleaning windows, I use uh, club soda. Um, works great on your stainless as well. I make my own um, cleaner for kitchen counters, bathroom counters, floors. Peppermint oil is excellent. Peppermint oil and water will do a great job of cleaning either your hardwood or your tile floors. You just have to get there, out there and start experimenting and you are going to be amazed. And you're going to save a ton of money that you can use for your food preps or for water filters or for something else that you want to put away for the long term. Awesome. So that's good advice. I know that we share out um, a lot of articles on that on Prepper website on how you can uh, make your own DIY um, you know, cleaners and you can save a lot of money that way. So mm -hmm. uh, that's good. Good to hear. All right, so uh, we're going to go ahead and, and end it off. There, there was a special treat that I was able to share with everyone on the email list and uh, also on those that were on the event list that uh, you provided uh, or, you know, your book, uh, Prepper's Food Store Guide to Food Storage, uh, was free online uh, for the Kindle version on Amazon. Is there anything you want to tell us a little bit about that? I mean, you know, you... Again, you not only deal with essential oils, you've done a lot of, uh, you know, preparedness out there. So uh, as people are picking up this this um, free book, and I actually put a link in the, the description of this video. Um, tell us a little bit about that book and maybe how it came about uh, as people are going to get that. Okay. Food storage, food and water were... Anyway, sorry. Food and water were probably the two things that I wanted to take care of first when I first started prepping. prepping. I was an always prepper. I started about 2010. So, you know, I'm not a survivalist from way back when. So it's kind of a new thing for me. And um, over time, I kind of learned what worked and what didn't work. And when it came to food storage, I wanted to do as much on my own myself before I ventured out into buying prepackaged, freeze-dried meal pouches and number 10 tins of individual ingredients. So over time, with a lot of trial and experiment, uh, yeah, trial and experiments, I developed some strategies for storing food that involve what to store, how to store it, how to package it, what are the best foods to store if you have a limited budget and a limited amount of space. And out of that came a series of blog articles, and from those blog articles came this book, The Prepper's Guide to Food Storage. There's some material in the book that is not on the website, but even if it's on a website, who's going to print out all those articles when you can have a nice little ebook? and you know, I don't want to hear that we won't have ebooks when there's no power because you can buy, I think now for $25, a little solar charger that will keep all of your electronic devices um, charged up when the power is out and the power is out. So anyway, so I 
wrote this book, I want to say 2012 or 2013, and my goal was to get it out to everyone. Um, unfortunately, Amazon will not let you give the book away 24 by 7 all the time. The lowest price you can create for a book is 99 cents. So normally the book is 99 cents, but for five days, every three months, I have an opportunity to offer it to the world for free. So that's what I do. I tell all of my friends that run websites, get the word out, send this to your friends, to friends of friends. I want the whole world to have this book for free. So that is what the book is all about. That being said, there's a lot of things that aren't being said in that book that I have learned since then. Um, dealing with food storage in a hot climate. It's hot here in Arizona. So, I, and the pests, the, the bugs, the, you know, things are different here. And I've learned things. I've also learned that if you're going to make a cross-country move, hopefully you will not have $1,000 worth of canned goods that are going to cost you a dollar a pound to move. You're going to have to give them away. You know, the stupid people who believe the expiration dates on cans are not going to take them. I threw away a thousand dollars worth of canned goods because I moved. So if a move is on the horizon, I want to talk about that in the book. So what I'm taking a lot of words to say is I've outlined some new chapters from the book. You just have to sit down and find the time to write them because let me tell you being retirement in and of itself can be a full-time job but one of these days i'll do that maybe i'll start with blog articles we'll see if that's something you're interested in if you're interested if you've read the book and have some questions i would love to hear what those questions are and i'll do my best to address them either in an update to the book or more likely over on the website all right well that's very gracious of you to be able to provide that book to uh, to preppers um, or anybody who wants to know more about food storage for free. So uh, thanks so much for doing that. So tell us, um, where can people find you if they want to know more about you and your writing? Although you're retired, right? But you're still putting content out there every so often. Where can people find you? Strategiclivingblog.com is the first place. And this is embarrassing to say, I have a pretty active Facebook page for Strategic Living, um, but I don't have the URL memorized. So if you want to find me on Facebook, maybe you can link to it um, on the event page or in the search bar, put Strategic Living blog, and I should come right up. You'll see my picture. And yeah, I, I actually already linked to it in this in this video so people can get to your facebook page um, and i link to the website as well um, and on the website i'm sure you have an email list right people can sign up for that right yeah. And, yeah. and and you also you said you are an affiliate for spark natural so if you are i i mean i know that you don't you don't probably don't want to promote yourself but i will say it that if you um, if you you know you sell spark naturals you're an affiliate for it so if someone is looking for essential oils and spark naturals they can come link to it from your website and uh and purchase it there that's correct that's good okay all right is there any final things you want to say before we close it off yes i hope you invite me back <laughs>
Yeah, definitely. We're going we're gonna to do that because there's so many other topics that we can talk about. And so uh, I, I love being able to do this uh, once a month. And so, yeah, I definitely will have you back. Um, okay. And, and we'll, we'll, we'll tackle some other preparedness issues. It's been my pleasure here tonight. All right. Thanks so much, Gay. Well, everyone, that is the interview with Gay Levy of strategiclivingblog.com. I hope you enjoyed it. There was a lot of value, a lot of great information about essential oils. All right, so that was a long interview. I'm going to go ahead and end it there. Remember, have a great Thanksgiving and stay prepped and aware. Peace.